0: Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son Raf, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village.
1: Listeners, you are tuned in to X-Ray FM on KXRY Portland. Find us at 91.1 and at 107.1 on Portland's FM dial. Find us streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Music lovers, this is Tropicology, with great rare groove music from Africa, Brazil, and Latin America. I am your host, Encyclopedia Sound, Along the way, I try to bring you some cultural and artistic context for the sounds on each show. Today's show will be the fall kickoff for tropicology. I know some of you listeners without kids in the house may be saying, Hey, hold up. The trees are still green, and I'm still working on my tan. Well, summer may seem to linger on if you squint, but make no mistake, fall is here. You can see it in the traffic patterns around town, and you can sure sense a difference in the night air. Halloween products are coming out in the supermarket seasonal aisles, and the cult of fantasy football has returned. And one more sure sign of fall is the Tropicology fall season kickoff episode. I like to keep things pretty loosey groovy in the summer, but fall gives me the occasion to broaden that emotional palette and play some moodier music. This year's fall kickoff will be one of those little diversions in the tropicology musical mission. It so happens that the past year has been a big year for reissues of South African jazz music. Normally I save the South African jazz for Thanksgiving, but this year I'm breaking out an early episode because there are so many new releases to cover. We'll hear a range of emotions and moods on the show today. All music made by black South Africans during the apartheid era. South African jazz will be the theme on this year's Tropicology Fall Kickoff. Most of the music on today's show has been recently reissued, but there is one record all feature that is vintage. This album is a milestone of South African jazz, issued in 1964 in South Africa only. The LP features music from the 1964 Castle Lager Jazz Festival, with content split between two bands— the Malombo Jazzmen, and the Early Mabuza Quartet. One track from that album, titled Little Old Man, appeared on the 2010 Strutt Records compilation Next Stop Soweto Volume 3. I got a copy of the original 1964 LP this year, and even though it is a bit crackly, I think it is still worth playing on the show. The Early Mabuza Quartet turns in some worthy jazz originals, but it was the Malombo Jazzmen who stole the show at this event. That group's lineup changed over time, but always centered around the guitar of band leader Philip Tabani, one of the most underappreciated guitarists in music. He has an utterly unique style, as immediately recognizable as Monk on piano or Art Blakey on drums. Side note, for fans of Malombo, I certainly recommend the Strut Records compilation from 2014 Spirit of Malombo. This Castle Lager Jazz Festival album captures the breakout moment for Malombo. We will start with the lead off track from that album today. When we come back for the next mic break, I'll tell you about all the reissues I'll be featuring throughout the show. You are listening to Tropicology.
2: mm mm-hmm. Kuku chi, yeah. Cucucci, cucucci, cucucci. Kuku chi, kuku
1: Listeners, this is Tropicology, bringing you great rare groove music from Africa, Brazil, and Latin America. My theme today is an unusual one for Tropicology, a focus today on jazz from South Africa. As I mentioned in the first mic break, the past year has seen a great number of reissues from the South African jazz scene. I'll name drop a few of those now. The We Are Busybodies label out of Canada has been busy this year, releasing two LPs by the South African duo of Pat Machikiza on piano and Kippi Moketsi on saxophone. Kippi is one of the elder statesmen of South African jazz, having been a part of the Jazz Epistles group where he taught both Abdullah Ibrahim and Hugh Masakela. The first LP reissue is the debut of Pat Machikiza as a bandleader, that album was titled Shona, and was first released in 1975 on the Sun record label. A year later, Pat and Kippy collaborated on a second album titled Sikiza Mat Shikiza, which was also reissued by We Are Busy Bodies in the past year. The Mad About Records label out of Portugal was a contributor this year, with a reissue of the 1976 debut by South African pianist Tete Mbambisa, This original also came out on South Africa's Sun label in 1976. I'll be playing another few tracks from last year's surprising One Night in Pelican compilation on the Matsuli Records label. That double LP had lots of unexpected sounds for the South African scene. Today we'll hear two acts from that comp, Dick Koza and the Ensemble of Rhythm and Art. The Obscure Honey Pie record label released a South African jazz comp this year titled Jazz in South Africa. In the first set, I dropped a pair of Miriam Makeba tracks taken from that album. And finally, our old pals at Analog Africa released a compilation of South Africa's funk jazz band, The Movers. This band was South Africa's answer to the meters, with an organ in the middle and playing quite a few instrumentals in their songbook. They released an astonishing amount of music in the mid-70s, with seven albums in 1975 alone. I ended the first set with a pair from that Analog Africa compilation, and I'll have a few more before the end of the show. This is Tropicology.
2: She's wrong. black a Chapita, 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 No, am i
0: Support for X-Ray FM comes from Porque No Taqueria. Since 2005, Porque No has been committed to both the communities and the food that they serve. More information online at PorqueNoTacos.com or at their two locations on North Mississippi and Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Rum Club. Rum Club supports local radio and local drinking. Located at 720 Southeast Sandy Boulevard, Rum Club offers a selection of craft cocktails and rums. More information at
1: rumclubpdx.com. You're listening to X-Ray FM on KXRY Portland. Find us at 91.1 and at 107.1 on Portland's FM dial. Find us streaming online, everywhere, at xray.fm. Listeners, this is Tropicology, today playing jazz from South Africa for the fall kickoff episode. Blacks in South Africa have an incredibly rich musical tradition. South Africa almost certainly had the best recording facilities south of the Sahara, if not in all of Africa, up until at least the mid-70s. Black South Africans had opportunities to make sophisticated studio recordings as early as the 1930s, when the singer Solomon Linda famously recorded the track Mbube, the melody that would later become The Lion Sleeps Tonight. With the most modernized economy in Africa, South Africa fostered a nightclub scene earlier than most African nations, and jazz was the music of choice for wealthy white audiences. Accordingly, black musicians in South Africa found that mastering jazz instruments like piano, horns, and kit drums could lead to opportunities for steady income. By the 1950s, there was a nascent jazz scene, and artists began to transfer local musical traditions, such as penny whistle improvisations, into the jazz idiom. The unique South African jazz sound was introduced to the world with the 1959 international tour of the South African musical production titled King Kong, the story of a famous black boxer from the townships. This tour was the occasion for many famous South African jazz musicians to first leave the country, including Miriam Makeba, Leta Mbulu, and Hugh Masakela. They would build relationships during this tour that would later help them leave South Africa permanently to develop careers in Europe and the United States. Ultimately, this diaspora of black South African jazz musicians would play an important role telling the world the truth about apartheid in South Africa. As the few representatives for their race in this high-stakes public relations battle, these musicians played a role a bit like Jackie Robinson or Joe Lewis in our country. The grace with which they carried themselves and the powerful beauty of their music were key factors in moving global public opinion against the white South African government during the 1970s and 80s. That's a bit of the history behind the global popularity of South African jazz. This set kicks off with a pair of sentimental compositions from Tete Mbambisa and the early Mabuza Quartet. You are listening to Tropicology. Thank mm-hmm. Listeners, this is Tropicology, today playing jazz from South Africa for this year's fall kickoff episode. I've been drawn to South African jazz since I first heard dollar brand CDs in college back in the 1980s. Part of the reason is because this music has fused jazz idioms with local African musical ideas to produce a new sound, something halfway between cerebral jazz and township jive pop. But I'm also fascinated to hear this beautiful and often joyful output from musicians who were either living under or running from South Africa's apartheid government. In most colonized African countries, the Europeans had come to exploit resources. South Africa was the one country where Europeans decided to settle in large numbers like they had in the Americas. South Africa stopped being a colony when Great Britain granted sovereignty in 1931 But blacks in South Africa did not experience freedom because the national government continued to be controlled by European settlers. Over time, policies that discriminated against blacks became laws under the apartheid regime, and resistance was met with escalating government-sponsored violence by police and by paramilitary forces. Nelson Mandela was a young lawyer who rose to leadership of the African National Congress Resistance Party in the 1950s. In 1962, he was sentenced to life in prison under the government's Sedition Act. Released in 1990 as the result of an international pressure campaign against the government, he went on to become South Africa's first president elected in fully open multiracial voting. Those were volatile years in South African history and there was considerable risk that violence could have spiraled out of control. Nelson Mandela should be universally revered for his role in calming tensions and turning a page for that country with such a terrible history of racial repression. Alright, that's all the history. Back to the music now. And thank you as always for listening to Tropicology.
2: Oh,